Welcome to Destiny Moments with Angel Murchison. Today's broadcast is the first of a three-part series. Gloria Watson will be bringing a timely word, Hannah is barren, but change is here. With me in your Bibles this morning, why don't you just stand with me for a moment? Just lift your hands and give God some praise. Hallelujah. Father, we worship you. We adore you, God, this morning. Father, we lift you up. There is none like you, God. There is none like you, God. Hallelujah. We praise you, Father. We worship you. We exalt your name. There is no God like our God. (laughs) Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Come on, get a shout in your spirit this morning because I sense it. I hear an echo in this place that some things are about to change in the name of Jesus. I said some things are about to, I declare it right now in the name of Jesus that there are some things that are about to change in this place. Hallelujah. That God is faithful. I said God is faithful. God is faithful. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. This, this little podium isn't wide enough. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. No, I'm good. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. So open your Bibles to 1 Samuel chapter 1, if you will. I just want to say this morning that I'm both humbled and honored to be named among some women this morning that have already stood behind this pulpit this week. And that's not to say that we're the only ones. It's not. It's not to say that we're the only ones in this place who are women of faith because this house, this tabernacle this morning is surrounded with men and women of faith. Even though this week has been called women of faith, is it okay if I just include the men as well? But I'm going to preach about a woman this morning. Is that okay? Well, that's what's going to (laughs) happen. Come on, we're just a few among many. And I want to say thank you one more time, Pastor and Sister Sonia, for inviting us to come. I'm blessed to be a part of what God's wanting to do in this hour. That I didn't come because I was invited, because I believe in divine appointments. I do. I didn't come to fill a time slot. I didn't come with an in-depth Bible study for you today. I just didn't. Uh, I didn't come with deep theology, and I didn't come with three poems and three points, and I just didn't come with that. I just came with something that the Lord has placed in my heart and in my spirit, and it might not be a word for everybody, but it's going to be a word for somebody. If one person under this tabernacle today receives the word of the Lord, then it was worth the agony, <laughs> worth the labor, worth the turmoil, worth the battle, worth the struggle. As sleepless nights, I'm telling you that there's going to be a breakthrough in the house this morning because it's still not by might, it's still nor by power, but it's still by the Spirit of the Lord in this house this morning. Hallelujah. I didn't come. (laughs) I didn't come with an in-depth Bible study, so please don't be disappointed. I came to tell you what the Lord put in my spirit this morning. It isn't deep. It isn't complicated. It isn't hard. It is simply this. First Samuel, Hannah is barren. Uh Uh-huh. 
for some reason, the Lord hath not allowed Hannah to have children. But Hannah is not alone. That she is among several women in the Bible who were also barren. Genesis 11 and 30 says, but Sarai was barren and had no child. Genesis chapter 25 in verse 21 says, Now Isaac pleaded with the Lord for his wife because she was barren. Genesis chapter 29 in verse 31 says, But Rachel was barren. Judges chapter 13 in verse 2 says, Now there was a certain man from Zorah of the family of the Danites, whose name was Manoah, and his wife was barren, and she had no children. Now, in Luke chapter 1, in verse 6 and 7, and they were both righteous before God, talking about Zacharias and Elizabeth, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord, blameless, but they had no child, because Elizabeth was barren and they were both well advanced in years and as I began reading and pondering over in my mind the physical conditions of Hannah and the other women in the Bible I could not help but think that this is also a spiritual application that there is also a spiritual application in the lives of believers everywhere in the body of Christ not everyone, but everywhere. Come on, every once in a while, just say amen. amen. <laughs> Don't sit down, I'm almost there. <clears throat> Hallelujah. And that God does not want his sons and his daughters to be barren. Come on, somebody say amen. Now Webster says this, that barren means not reproducing, meaning fruitless, devoid and lacking of excitement. You're going to get it back today. The, the lacking of interest. You've lost interest. It's coming back. Barren also means this, and I want to focus on this this morning. It also means not yet, not yet, or not recently pregnant. Not yet. But change is coming. I don't see it yet. But change is coming. I don't feel it yet. But change is coming. Hannah is barren. But change is coming. And it may come and start out by weeping for a night, but joy is going to come in the morning. I want you this morning to stop wondering if God sees you and knows where you are. He knows right where you are this morning, this moment. Stop wondering if God knows about the pain and the disappointment that's deep down in the center of your being. Stop wondering, does God hear my prayers and will he answer me? Stop wondering, will my life ever be fruitful? Stop wondering, for God is about to answer prayer, and there is about to be a breakthrough. Because in 1 Samuel chapter 1 and verse 20, it says, So it came to pass in the process of time. 
so it came to pass in the process of time and so it came to pass in the process of time he may not come when you want him but he's always right on time now i believe this morning that some of us are going to relate to hannah today's a good day for change turn to three people right now and say it out of your mouth things are not going to be the same as they have been change is coming would you do that just speak it right out of your mouth by faith right now in the name of jesus there is going to be a turnaround in the name of jesus hallelujah 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 let's read it starting with first samuel chapter one now there was a certain man of ramathaim zophim of the mountains of ephraim and his name was Elkanah, the son of Jeroham, the son of Elihu, the son of Tohu, the son of Zuf, an Ephraimite. And he had two wives. The name of one was Hannah, and the name of the other, Peninnah. And Peninnah had children, but Hannah had no children. This man went up from the city yearly to worship and sacrifice to the Lord of hosts in Shiloh. Also, the two sons of Eli, Hophni, and Phinehas, the priests of the Lord, were there. And whenever the time came for Elkanah to make an offering, he would give portions to Peninnah, his wife, and to all the sons and daughters. But to Hannah, he would give a double portion, for he loved Hannah, although the Lord had closed her womb. And her rival also provoked her severely to make her miserable, because the Lord had closed her womb. So it was year by year when she went up to the house of the Lord that she provoked her, year after year. Therefore she wept and did not eat. Verse 8, then Hannah, her husband, said to her, Hannah, why do you weep? Why do you not eat? And why is your heart grieved? Am I not better to you than ten sons? So Hannah arose after they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh. Now Eli the priest was sitting on the seat by the doorposts of the tabernacle of the Lord. And she was in bitterness of soul and prayed to the Lord and wept in anguish. Then she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your maidservant and remember me, and not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a male child, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life, and no razor shall come upon his head. And it happened as she continued praying before the Lord that Eli watched her mouth. Now Hannah spoke in her heart only, her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore, Eli thought she was drunk. I am. <laughs> Let them say what they want to. <laughs> Let them say what they want to. Let them say what they want to. <laughs> I'm telling you that God is going to do something in this house today in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So Eli thought she was drunk. 
And so Eli said to her, how long will you be drunk? For a long time. Put your wine away from you. But Hannah answered and said, no, my Lord, I am a woman of sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor intoxicating drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. And do not consider me your maidservant, a wicked woman. For out of the abundance of my complaint and grief, I have spoken until now. And then Eli answered and said, go in peace. And the God of Israel grant you the petition which you have asked of him. And she said, let your maidservant find favor in your sight. So the woman went her way and ate, and her face was no longer sad. Then they rose early in the morning and worshiped before the Lord and returned and came to their house at Ramah. And Elkanah knew Hannah, his wife, and the Lord remembered her. And so it came to pass in the process of time, so it came to pass in the process of time that Hannah conceived and bore a son and called his name Samuel, saying, because I asked of him from the Lord. And in the process of time, it came to pass that we have just, you may be seated. I want to just, if you'll just let me, I, I need to just for right now, I need to just read my notes. Is that okay? If it's not, I'm sorry. That, that's, that's what I need to do right now. I want to stay on point. I want to stay on track. But I'm telling you, I just believe that God is going, something is going to change today. Not tomorrow and not next week. Not a month from now and not a year from now. Something in this house, in the heart, in the life of somebody is going to be changed. Not yet but change is coming. Hannah, not yet, but change is coming. Now we have read about a man whose name is Elkanah. And he's a Levite, and he's from the family of the Kohathites, and in the process of time is removed to Mount Ephraim, and from which Elkanah descended, and now he's living in Ramah. That'll preach right there, living in Ramah. I don't know about you, but somebody's going to get a Ramah word today. And he has two wives. One is Hannah, and she's barren. And Peninnah, who has no trouble whatsoever getting pregnant. And it has been said that Hannah was jealous of Peninnah because she had children. And Peninnah was jealous of Hannah because she had Elkanah's love. Now, Peninnah may have had children, but Elkanah had, or Hannah had Elkanah's heart. Now, throughout this message, I'm going to say a lot of different things. But God is going to speak to different areas in the, wherever you're at right now, whatever the circumstance and whatever the situation is. Hannah had Elkanah's heart. Now, Eli, or Elkanah, is a Levite. And the Levite families were very devout people. For every year, they would go up to the temple in Shiloh and offer sacrifices and worship and offer up prayers of thanksgiving according to the customs and the laws of that day. Now, Elkanah is to be commended in that he and his family are faithful. 
And Elkanah's actions are most important here because during this time period, there was a spiritual decaying and neglect of religion in the nations of his day. And it was a season of little, very little prophetic activity. And not only was Hannah barren, but so was the condition of Israel. But Elkanah kept his integrity before God and the people. And by doing so, his actions were saying, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And so we offered up sacrifices before the Lord, commemorating God's care for his people during their desert journey to Canaan. And the blessings of the bountiful crops harvested that year. And so it was to be celebrated with joy and with feastings. And so it was for everyone except for Hannah. And I said all of this to lay a foundation on which we might build upon this morning. Say amen. And why is it that Hannah is not able to rejoice and partake in the festivities? Her heart is broken and she is carrying extremely heavy burdens and the things are only getting worse for her, that she has a problem. She cannot bear children. Hannah is barren. And the only thing that Hannah is bearing these days are very extremely heavy burdens. And it's not what she wants. She wants to be able to conceive and give birth. But Hannah, can I tell you this morning that if you continue to carry the weight of the heavy burdens, it will keep you barren. Barrenness was the ultimate tragedy for a married Hebrew woman. The inability to perpetuate the name of her husband would cause her to have very insecure feelings um, and bring embarrassment and humiliation to herself and to the family. And if that wasn't bad enough, that many times they were considered to be cursed. You know, they were considered to be uh, outside of the blessings of God or considered to be a disgrace. So in those days, thank God we're not living in those days. Come on, somebody say it. So in those days, it was customary for men to take on a second wife. And so Elkanah goes out and he gets another woman. And she has no trouble whatsoever conceiving and bearing children. But Peninnah has become trouble to Elkanah and to Hannah, whom he loves. And so now Hannah is standing there and she's looking around and perhaps she's saying this. The word doesn't say it, but would you go there with me? Would you go there with me? I'm doing everything I know to do. I'm being faithful to God. I'm being a good wife to my husband. But nothing has changed, but rather getting worse. I'm sacrificing. I'm praying. I'm faithful, busy, but barren. And if that isn't bad enough, now I've got another woman living in my house. (laughs) Say, thank God we're not living in those days. Because I don't know about you, but I am not about to share my man with anybody. And my man is not about to share me with anybody else. He's mine and I'm his. Thank God for that. But in those days, (laughs) come on, everybody knows you can't put two queens in one castle. 
because there's only one queen and one king in the castle, and I'm it. And he's it. I'm not about to share him with anybody. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's read verse 4 and 5 one more time. Look at it. Are you there? Say amen. Let's close the broadcast today in prayer. Lord, thank you for this word. Give each listener the grace to take the next step in fulfilling their destiny. Change isn't always easy, but necessary. We give you all the praise, all the honor, and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Be sure to tune in next week for part two. Come and let the Lord show you the To your destiny without delay. He has predestined your life before the beginning of time. So why don't you let God show you the way? Come and let the Lord show you the way to your destiny without delay. He has predestined your life before the beginning of time. So why don't you let God? So why don't you let God? So why don't you let God show you the way?